Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. everybody i hope you are having a fantastic day this is uh, games with bill episode 690 um it's kind of weird because i recorded episode 690 on july 4th uh it went out to patrons and then this morning it went out to everybody else and of <laughs> as always happens from time to time um there was a technical glitch and there were all kinds of errors with the podcast. And because of that, I want to apologize. So real quick, I'm just going to tell you exactly what happened. I got this new equipment for recording the podcast, and this this thing is fantastic. And one of the cool things about it is I can put an SD card right into the device and record right on the device, which is awesome. And up until recently, I was using this 32 gigabyte SDHC card that I just happened to have sitting around. I don't even know where it came from. Um, but then I was looking through some of my stuff and I found a 128 gigabyte SDXC card. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, bigger is better. So I put that in and I recorded. And because of the way that I record the show, uh, which is basically in one take, I just sit down and record the whole thing all at once. And then I just kind of click through and listen to it. And okay, did that sound okay? That sounded okay. All right, let's 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 send it off. And what I didn't realize, because I didn't listen to the whole thing, and I apologize for that, is that it was cutting up everything that I was saying. There was some kind of issue with the recording, and I didn't notice it. And I should have realized it. I thought that it was a problem with the, the beta software that I had installed, but it was a problem with the with the SD card. There was something wrong with that SD card. So when I popped it out and tried putting it in my Mac and tried putting it in my Windows machine, it wasn't like detecting it every time. And then I realized then, oh, there's a problem with this card. So I junked that card. But then people who had listened to the episode reached out and they were like, hey, there's something wrong with your episode. You're jumping all over the place and we can't figure out why. So whatever that episode was is lost into the ether. I've deleted it. It was uh, unlistenable because it kept like jumping around. I'm going to hit a lot of the same stories, probably not everything else. That's just the way uh, that things go sometime. But anyway, this is episode 690 of Games with Bill. And uh, if you if you did hear it, then it's probably because you either listened right away when it came out or you're a Patreon, a Patreon, a Patreon supporter. Uh, and if you're not a Patreon supporter, head on over to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Really helps out the show a bunch. You can get the show ad-free, or you can get it early sometimes if you're in the Early Access Club. All right, let's jump in uh, first with the Intellivision Amico. The Intellivision, well, back in the 70s and 80s, the Intellivision system was this really 
weird console. Um, I either had a ColecoVision or I had an Intellivision, and my friend had the opposite one. I don't remember which one was which. Uh, but one of us had the Intellivision, and it had, like, this tray on the top, and you could, like, put your weird controllers with a number pad on them. Uh, and, like, I remember, strangely, like, you had, like, these transparencies that you could put to uh, on the front of your TV, and they would cling because of, like, the magnetic field. Uh, if you've ever had like this plastic stuff near uh, near an old school TV, like there was like a magnetic field in front of the TV and plastic things would like cling to it. It was really strange. Uh, but you could put those on the TV in, in order to change from playing Pong to hockey or whatever. It, it doesn't really matter. Um, fast forward to 2018 and Intellivision said, hey, we're going to bring back a new console. We're going to call it the Intellivision Amico. And that Intellivision Amico is going to be really focused on, you know, playing games with people who are in the room with you, which, you know what, is there room in the gaming industry for that kind of thing? Absolutely. I think that that's really cool. Was I going to run out and buy one? No, probably not. That's not really my jam, but that's okay. Uh, Their goal was to have all of the games that were on the Intellivision Amico to be exclusives to the Intellivision Amico, and they were also going to be pretty cheap. I think they were like $5 games, $6 games. So you're not looking at, you know, playing Monster Hunter on this thing. I mean, if you look at the controllers, which had a weird screen on it and like an iPad, or not iPad, an iPod click wheel, it was a really, they were really weird controllers, but they were kind of reminiscent of what the original Intellivision had. So it made it, it, it like there was some sense to be made there. At the end of the day, it was definitely a weird idea. And now it looks like it's probably never going to come out. Um, it was originally trademarked in 2018. It was uh, granted that trademark in 2019. And now in June 20th of 2022, that trademark has been uh, marked as abandoned because Intellivision has not filed a statement of use. In order to file a statement of use, they have to actually sell this thing. And because they haven't sold any, because they haven't actually put them out, they can't file a statement of use. Of course, they can apply for a, um, not a deadline, what's the word I'm looking for? An extension to the deadline. And we'll see if they end up doing that. But I mean, last month they... Uh, did a significant reduction in staff, and they were trying to, this is really weird, they were trying to release some games for the system, like eight different games came out in October 2021, um, like Moon Patrol and uh, Finnegan Fox and Biplane and a bunch of other games, even though the console itself has yet to come out uh, after being delayed like three times already. So, Boy, I hope you're not one of the people who pre-ordered the Intellivision Amico. Although I will say, if you are one of the people that got your hands on one of those physical boxed copies of like Moon Patrol or something, I bet you that's probably going to be worth something someday. Because I think, I think that the Intellivision Amico, sadly at this point, is probably kaput. And before we move on to the next story, I want to do a or say a big thank you to Nintendude794. He's a Discord community member, and he just sent me a code for a game, uh, a Steam game called Velocity Ultra. 
it's currently only a buck, but he said, go ahead and give this away to somebody who uh, hangs out in our Discord. So uh, by the time you hear this, I'm going to set up a giveaway that you can join our community Discord and uh, click on a little button uh, if you've uh, been part of our Discord and uh, join that giveaway and maybe get a get yourself a free game. And again, thank you to Nintendo. Uh, what was it? Seven ninety four. Seven ninety four for uh, hooking uh, hooking me up with that code. All right, let's move on and talk really quickly about Google Stadia. This is this is odd because cloud gaming is in a state of flux. It's always changing. Uh, let me give you an example why this next story is a little odd. Um, the Nintendo Switch came out in 2017. So you don't tend to see a full review of the Nintendo Switch come out in 2020. Well, Google Stadia came out in November of 2019. And here we are in July of 2022. And PC World just put out a review of Google Stadia. Now, why would they do this? Well, You have to remember that when you ship a console, that console is pretty much set in stone. You can do firmware updates, but not much is going to change. But with cloud gaming, because the console is not a device that is put underneath your TV, everything's always in flux. Everything can be changed. And the experience that you have on day one would be different than the experience that you have on day, I don't know, 600 and whatever. I I, I don't know how many days there are. Uh, since Stadia came out. Uh, but PC World reviewed Google Stadia, and they basically gave it four and a half stars out of five. They gave it a really, really good review. They said the pros were its easy ease of access uh, to the whole platform, uh, 4K display support that genuinely works, some fairly deep game discounts for Stadia Pro members, the cons, they said that the free games with Stadia have been somewhat lackluster, and the game library is a bit behind the mainstream. They said that their verdict was that Google Stadia offered a wide wide array of titles to choose from, and its easy-to-use interface makes an enjoyable cloud gaming experience. Overall, this is one of the best cloud gaming platforms available, especially if you opt for the pro subscription. Now, this flies in the face of everything that you've probably heard about Google Stadia outside of hearing me talk about it, because I was always a fan. I always thought that it worked incredibly well. I was I I was so excited about Stadia that I made a podcast about it called Stadia Cast. Now, a couple of months ago, we put that that podcast on hiatus because there just wasn't enough news to talk about and I felt like I was just repeating myself every week and so we decided, well, let's just put that on hold and if, you know, if Google, you know, hits the ground running, well, they've already hit the ground. If Google gets up off the mat, then we'll come back and we'll talk more about it. And I still stand by everything that I said about Stadia, that it is a good platform, that it does work really well. And you know what? PC World, I don't know if they reviewed it uh, back in 2019, but it has improved since 2019. And maybe that's why PC World decided to put out this review now. And that's the thing that uh, that I wanted to talk about is just the, the idea that cloud gaming, because you don't have this device in your house, can change over time and get better, or it can also get worse. And it can also be different depending on your situation. Like maybe your bandwidth isn't as good as mine, and so you don't have a good experience when you're playing with Google Stadia. Or 
perhaps you're closer to a data center for uh, Microsoft Cloud Gaming, Microsoft Xbox Cloud Gaming is what it's called. Maybe you're closer to the Xbox data centers, and I'm closer to the Google data centers. And so I get a better experience on Stadia, and you get a better experience on uh, Microsoft Xbox Cloud Gaming. However that works, um, like everybody has their own experience. It's not like when you go to a store and I go to a store, we both buy a PlayStation, we put it under our TV, and we turn it on. We don't both get the same experience. In that case, we both get the same experience. But with the cloud, we don't. And that's why I think it's interesting that PC World is giving it the PC World Editor's Choice Award um, two and a half, three years uh, after launch. I just think that that's really, really interesting. All right. Speaking of things that are online, uh, Ubisoft, they are decommissioning... Some online services coming this September. Um, I'm just going to list off some games real quick, and then I'm going to give you my overall thoughts on this um, this news, because I think that there's going to be a lot of people that are very upset about this. Anno 2070, Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed 3, the 2012 release. I'm not sure what the difference is there because I'm not an Assassin's Creed guy. Uh, AC Brotherhood, AC Liberation HD, uh, AC Revelations, a lot of Assassin's Creed stuff are dying. They're getting killed off, apparently. Uh, Driver San Francisco, Far Cry 3, Ghost Recon, Future Soldier, Prince of Persia, Rayman Legend, Silent Hunter 5, Space Junkies, Splinter Cell, and Zombie U. Now, as I list off all of these games, what you're probably putting together is, boy, those are some old games. And you're right, like Zombie U... That was a game that was exclusive to the Wii U. The Nintendo Switch, the replacement to the Wii U, has been out since 2017 at this point. These are old games. And if you are somebody who has been playing Silent Hunter 5 on the PC, I totally understand that you're going to be unhappy with this decision. But, And this is a question that I'm asking all of you. I want to know what you guys think. At me on Twitter. I'm at RunJumpStop. I want want your opinion on this. How long do you think that companies should be required to keep their servers online for? And how long uh, is... How long is it reasonable for us to expect it? That's the question that I'm asking because I've gone through plenty of games where I have put money into a game and then had that game shut down, essentially, especially as a fan of MMOs. I played games like Asheron's Call 1, which I think you can actually still play, but I love that game so much. And then when Asheron's Call 2 came out, uh, I picked that up and that game, well, I liked it, was a stinker. That game did not do well. And so its servers shut down fairly quickly. I remember playing Anarchy Online, like uh, this cool sci-fi based um, MMO. And uh, there's a myriad of other MMOs that I play, like Marvel Heroes. When Disney acquired Marvel, they ended up shutting down the Marvel Heroes servers. That was the Diablo-like game that was based in the Marvel Universe from the creator of Diablo, David Brevik, who, by the way, If you did not know, I interviewed on an episode of 143 Pixels about his favorite game of all time, EverQuest. If you want to check that out, 
go to 143pixels.com. Little self promotion there. But anyway, how long should these games be required to keep their servers online? Or how long do you think is a reasonable thing before they shut these servers down? Because you, you can't keep them going indefinitely. It costs money. And if nobody's using it, then they're just throwing money down the down the down the tubes in the hopes that somebody might decide uh, one day to play some multiplayer Assassin's Creed 3. You know what I mean? Now, they do say, uh, and I'm going to put a link in the show notes that'll take you to, to this list. Uh, but like, for instance, with Fall, Far Cry 3, uh, they said on PC, you will be unable to play multiplayer, link Ubisoft accounts in game or use online features. Additionally, the installation and access to DLC will be unavailable. Now that part right there, that that is the part that is really bad to me, is that some of these games, you're going to lose access to DLC that you may have paid for. And I, I do think that it's it's on Ubisoft to make sure that people who have paid money for DLC for a game will have access to that DLC in perpetuity. Because you don't need to have, as far as I know, you don't, and if I'm completely wrong about this, let me know. But I don't think you have to have online for everything that you do with DLC when it comes to, say, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. I think that that's a very, very bad thing for them to do, especially because what happens if they re-release? You know, we, we see all these games that come out that have been re-released or remastered or whatever what if they decide to remaster assassin's creed brotherhood and they're like oh and all the dlc that we made for the original game is included in this new remaster hey isn't that nice of us well what about the people who already bought the game and they bought the dlc and now they can't play the thing that they paid money for and now ubisoft is selling it to them again i don't know that seems real real scummy and I, I personally am not a fan. Most of these games I don't play anyway, so it's not going to affect me. But I want to know what you guys think. Let me know on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. All right. And let's talk about Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack, that N64 Expansion Pack that also included Sega games. They just announced, I think it was four games, one of them is Zero Wing. Do you remember that somebody set us up the bomb and uh, all your base are belong to us? The thing that spawned a million memes before we even really knew what a meme was? Yeah. Um, that game is now play going to be playable on the Nintendo Switch, which I think is very cool. Is it enough to get me to subscribe to the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack? Absolutely not. But then there's Comic Zone. I remember uh, I had a Sega Genesis, but, you know, we didn't have all the money in the world, and I couldn't get every game that I wanted to get. But I remember I worked at uh, Babbage's back in the day, and uh, we could I would look at the boxes while I'm cleaning, cleaning the, the store, and I would look at the Comic Zone box, like, every day and looking at the back of it, and you could see how, like, the character was going from panel to panel. And I just always thought that it was incredibly cool. Well... That game is also included in this, uh, along with, and this is weird, I, I didn't even know that Mega Man was on Sega stuff. I thought it was exclusive to Nintendo for some reason. 
Um, but anyway, Mega Man the the Wily Wars, where it includes Mega Man One and Mega Man Two, um, kind of cool. Did not did not realize that that was going to be a thing. Uh, and then there's one more game that is included in in this uh, expansion pack for June for the N64 and Sega Genesis expansion pack to Nintendo Switch Online, and that is Target Earth. Of the four games, this one looks worse than all of the other ones, uh, in my opinion. And that's just my opinion. Maybe this game is awesome. I never played it. But it, it just looks like a generic side-scroller. And, uh, you know, I've played some really, really fantastic uh, side-scrolling shooters uh, before. And this one just doesn't look all that compelling. But maybe I'm wrong. Uh, of these four games, which one are, are you most hyped about? Let me know. Uh, and I'm I'm also curious if this is enough to get you to experience the or, or sign up for the N64 Sega Genesis uh, expansion pack, the Nintendo Switch Online. I know that there was a lot of people, myself included, that thought that that expansion pack was too expensive, and um, well, let's see what um, yeah, it was too expensive, and so a lot of us just have ignored it. And I think it's cool, but it's. I need I need Nintendo to commit to bringing all first party DLC uh, to the expansion pack before I jump in with both feet. But let me know what you guys think uh, again at uh, at Run Jump Stomp on Twitter. Speaking of Nintendo Switch, um, boy, they got into a bunch of hot water with Joy-Con drift. Um, raise your hand if you've experienced Joy-Con drift. I know that I have. And I had to send off some Joy-Cons to get repaired. And I think that, you know, it's not a big deal. Is it great? No. Is it a big deal? No, because it doesn't cost me anything to get the Joy-Cons repaired. But there's other ways that you could break your Nintendo Switch. And Nintendo, and boy, I do think people are going to be, people are going to like shake their fist at the sky about this. Or it can easily be spun in headlines another way. But Nintendo just launched a new subscription service for fixing your Nintendo Switch. Now, right now, this is only in Japan. It costs roughly 2,000 yen per year or 15 bucks uh, a month. Uh, I'm sorry, 15 bucks a year, essentially. And they're calling it Wide Care, which is basically a, fa- a flat rate repair warranty service that can be subscribed to at any time. Now, if you want to subscribe to it, you do have to have... Uh, a smartphone or a tablet with a camera and so so that you can take a picture of your system before you subscribe. So if you drop your Nintendo Switch and smash the screen, you can't then subscribe to it after after the fact. You have to be able to uh, show that your Switch, I'm assuming that's what that's for, is to be able to show that your Switch functions properly before you start your subscription so you can't uh, subscribe to it after you've broken it. But I can already see the headlines that are going to come out about this, or at least uh, the hot takes, where somebody's going to say, man, Nintendo's stuff is so janky that they expect you to pay $15 a year in order to make sure that it works. And while I can easily see how people can take it that way, the way that I take it is I have a subscription. It's called Apple Care. It's for my phone, for in case I drop my phone and it shatters, and then I can take it to the Apple store and say, please, sir, may I have another? And then they replace it, and it cost me like 30 bucks to replace it. And there's a little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A sense of relief? That's not the word. A sense of, I don't have to 
I don't have to worry about it. And because I don't have to worry about it, I feel a little more secure uh, with the, you know, that, that my phone is going to be okay. And this is essentially the same thing. This is Apple Care for your Nintendo Switch. So what do you guys think? If this was not um, only in Japan, would you subscribe to this for 15 bucks? You would be able to claim up to six repairs, and two, including two repairs that involve the replacement of the console and up to 100,000 yen, which is about $738 in repair costs. That's that's a lot in repair costs, um, especially if that doesn't uh, include Joy-Con drift because that Nintendo's always just fixed that for free. Uh, let me know what you guys think. I'm very, very curious about that. Speaking of letting me know of things, uh, if you are enjoying the show, uh, but whether it's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you are enjoying the show, please, if your podcast app of choice allows you to rate the show, please do so. It really does help out, uh, and I appreciate it. All right. One more thing about Nintendo, and then we're going to move on. Uh, Nintendo announced the, and I don't have much to say about this. I'm just going to let you know real quick that Nintendo announced this uh, Splatoon 3 uh, OLED Switch. It looks really cool. I love the gradient that goes from the top of the Joy-Cons down to the bottom. It's really, really pretty. I am not going to be spending money on another Nintendo Switch. I already have one, and I mean... Most of the time when I play my Switch, it's docked anyway. So getting the fancy OLED edition just doesn't make sense for me personally. Uh, but I wanted to let people know about that in case it was something that they wanted, in case they wanted to upgrade to the OLED Switch. I'll tell you, something that might get me to get a new Switch would be instead of an OLED Switch, maybe an OLED Switch Mini, because or not Mini, what do they call it? The Switch Lite? Like my wife has a Nintendo Switch Lite and it is incredibly comfortable to hold because it is so small and so light. It is a very, very comfortable game or a system to play on. I feel like handheld the Nintendo Switch because it's so flat and because it doesn't have any curve to it, uh, the Joy-Cons just, they are, it's not as comfortable to play that handheld. So I always leave it docked. Um, I think that the Nintendo Switch Lite if that had an OLED screen and that OLED screen, you know, got rid of those bezels, 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 uh, I think that that would be really, really compelling. Anyway, I just wanted to tell people uh, about that uh, Splatoon one because it's kind of cool looking. All right. Two more stories that I want to hit in the lightning round before we get out of here. Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate subscribers. That's you. That might be you. That's definitely me. One of the things that you get with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is Xbox Live Gold members, uh, and uh, I'm sorry, Games with Gold, uh, which means that each month you get some games that you can claim and they get put on your library basically permanently, which is really, really cool, as long as you're subscribed. Um, that's different than Game Pass, where games rotate in and out of uh, availability. Once you put have a game that uh, you claim on Xbox Games with Gold, as long as you are subscribed to Xbox, whatever, you have access to that game. Uh, that's just a, a thing that's different about it. Well, they always gave out some Xbox 360 titles, but here's an email that I received. Hello, Run Jump Stomp. That's me, by the way. 
Uh, beginning October 1st, 2022, the monthly games provided to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and Xbox Live Gold members via Games with Gold will no longer include Xbox 360 titles. We've reached the limit of our availability to bring Xbox 360 games to the catalog. So I've, right here, everybody's upset, but let me continue. However, Games with Gold will continue including exciting Xbox One titles and exclusive savings each month. This will not impact any Xbox 360 games that you downloaded before October 2022. Any 360 titles you redeem via Games with Gold before that time are yours to keep with your Xbox account, regardless of whether you continue your subscription. Oh, I got that part wrong. Thank you for being a loyal member. All right. So I think that that's, um, I, I like that they're going to continue with Xbox One titles. Little little sad that they won't have Xbox 360 games in there. I never play those anyway. Uh, but maybe you do, and maybe this is really upsetting. Here's what I think that they should have done instead. So let's say in, I don't know, March of 2018, they gave, a, they gave away Game X. Whatever that game is, they gave that game away in March of 2000, whatever year I just said. Uh, 18. Uh, they gave that game away then. And then if you didn't claim it that month, you're kind of beat. Well, what they should do is give that away again. Give give people another chance to claim that game who maybe they weren't subscribed at that point. And you, you'll get some people who, I don't want to call them entitled, uh, but they'll say, they'll say something like, well, I mean, I already got that. So what am I getting that you're not getting? You know what I mean? Like you'll have some people that say that. And to those people, I say, ah, just get over it. It's not that big of a deal. Um, you're it's, it's better than nobody getting anything. So that's what I would do if I were Microsoft, but you know what? They're going to do whatever works best for them. All right. Uh, the last thing that I want to talk about real quick is PlayStation has announced that God of War Ragnarok Launches on PS5 and PS4 November 9th, 2022. I know that there's a lot of people very, very excited for that. Um, I'm interested. I really liked the first one. It didn't hold my attention, but I thought it was a good game. I could see that it was a good game, even though I got distracted from it. Uh, this one, I'm I'm sure it's going to be just as good as the first one. Maybe it'll hold my attention a little bit more, uh, but it comes out on PS5 and PS4, November 9th, 2022. I sit here just a few feet away from a PS5 myself, so I'm looking for games to play on that. This seems like it would be right up my alley to really show off the power of the PS5. Anyway, that's it. For today's episode of Games with Bill, if you were hanging out here the whole time, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. If you haven't already, head on over to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp, sign up for the Buck a Month Club, get the show without any ads in it, or if you want the Early Access Club, check that out too. I'm out of here. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Uh, thank you for hanging out with me and uh, listening to the show. You could have been anywhere, but you decided to listen to me talk about video games and because of that i really really do appreciate it join our discord head on over to youtube.com slash nerd nest for videos and stuff like that and i will see you all next time stay awesome everybody